Welcome to the NWO Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Logan Bailey. Welcome to the NWO Sports Podcast Football Edition brought to you by our primary sponsor, Three Chord. I'm your host, Logan Bailey, and joined today by Keith Brown, AJ Fairchild, and Tony Fairchild. So, guys, thanks again for joining. Yep. Absolutely. Well, it's the official last football podcast of the season for us, and this is our awards edition where we kind of go through and we talk about, uh, you know, all the awards that were given out for end of the year, as well as, uh, you know, all the all NWO sports teams as well. So, um, you know, it's been a little bit since we've been together here and for our podcast. So um, anything new happening with you guys? No, just, uh, you know, we AJ and I was able to go down and watch the state championship game with Liberty Center. Um, heck of a game. I tell you what, uh, when it started out, you know, Liberty Center came out on fire and stripped the ball. And we thought, oh, boy, and then just couldn't recover it. Um, but uh the Perry team, the real deal, and then you know we talked about them being matched up even to even. You know everything you looked at was a one was one, one was two, and it's the way the game played out. Just unfortunately, Liberty Center could come away with the victory. Yeah, how about how about the facilities? I know you guys have some oh, some pictures as well. That's always a nice Phenomenal. stadium. Absolutely beautiful <laughs> down there or over there. I guess it's just uh, I would love to have had an opportunity to make it to state when I was in school and play on a place like that because it was just incredible walking into that stadium and it was almost kind of like an intimidating factor looking up and just seeing the stands go way up you know how big it was how i mean high-end the place was yeah. everything I, I, about it you know it that's a beautiful place and and you know it's it was really neat like as a, the as nightfall came in the, the the you know the dome for the um hall of fame came on lit up you know that's kind of cool in the background awesome. there um but uh you know it was neat being there but i tell you what i'm still a you know, being a Buckeye fan, I'd still think it would be way better to be playing in the shoe. I mean, you, th- you think that place was big, and I know <laughs> I've been inside the shoe watching games, and <laughs> it would have been way better to be there. But it's still a great facility. The, you know, they had a great big uh, like area to set up there and eat, and all the press box was like you said, top notch. It was <laughs> definitely like set up for professional football for sure. Yeah, I mean the the ground, or I guess not the ground floor, but the bottom floor of the press box area was like a f- full bar. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was a yeah, bunch of tables set up, up, and I mean, you just sit right there and eat, and yeah. it was it was neat. Definitely an experience. That's awesome, Keith. How about yourself? I know you're in full swing of basketball. Season. Uh, what yeah, have you been full up to? string, full swing of basketball, and actually, that's doing the Brian and Snore game while watching the Liberty Center game. So instead of going to timeout. Playing commercials, I would do play by play of a couple plays of the Liberty Center game during the Brian and Snore basketball game. I was like Kevin Harlan. There you oh go. my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. was it was a, it was a great game, and you know, like you, what else has been going on? Yeah, Keith and I we've been doing basketball. AJ's been there a couple times. You were there the other night. Yep. Um, I tell you what, I, I, Keith, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna bow down to you, dude. That's I tell you what, you travel in the basketball. That's a lot. It's, that's way different than going one day well, a week to football. Yeah. There's uh, <laughs> plus even like just the game action itself. Like during football, you know, plays 15 seconds, and you guys talk, and then we go to the next play, then you guys talk. Basketball is just. Go 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 go, and you know you throw in a couple words when you can. It's 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 a it's a different transition for sure. I interrupt you a little bit every once in a while. Go ahead, please (laughs) do. I jump in there, Uh, but no, definitely definitely a different animal. And uh, you know, I helped with girls basketball last year, but didn't help with the boys. And this year, I took over for Sebring. Nope. Um, But to tell you what, it's busy. It's definitely busy. Yeah, myself, I ended up going to the Big Ten championship game, watching Michigan get that win. Uh, I tell you what, Lucas Oil Stadium is phenomenal. Uh, just it's a dome and actually it obviously it wasn't open that day but it's got even uh on the i believe the south side or north side 
it's got the side of the building actually opens up and retracts, so you can see oh, the uh -oh. whole kind of city through the oh, side wow. of the dome. Oh, wow. I thought that was pretty interesting as well. So, um, but yeah, we went down there and visited with my uncle, and we had a pretty good weekend there. But other than that, just still uh, you know working on NWO sports stuff and working a lot at work. So, how was the pregame stuff? You went down there for oh, the yeah, pregame pre stuff, right? Yeah. So Dr. Pepper ho hosts the like fan fest, which that's at the oh I'm trying to think. The convention center, Indianapolis has a big, ginormous convention center. So had all kinds of events in the air and got a bunch of free gear and uh, got a, the bands were playing and things like that. I didn't see so. it throwing the footballs at halftime, so you didn't get <laughs> yeah, it. No, they they no. push those; they don't throw <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, like <laughs> those Dr Pepper challenges. Geez, I think they give out like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars yep. for the winner Tuition. for, for yep. grad school, and the the loser still gets twenty five grand yep. too. So, wow. but no, it, it was a good time. So that's cool. All right. You, you going to go to the national championship now? Uh, or no. the playoff? I, mean. I did actually check Rose Bowl tickets because I was curious. I was like, all right, we went to the Big Ten championship. Let's see what Rose Bowl. And I think like the cheapest like nosebleed tickets were 900 bucks. <laughs> so you're talking about that airfare travel. I'm like, ah, yeah. I'm out. Hotels. Uh, hotels would have cost you three times that probably. Yeah. I, I like Michigan, but uh, not, not for that much. So. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, we'll roll in here. Uh, so we kind of introduce you guys what we've been up to. Uh, we're going to roll into the awards here. We're going to start with some of the big ones. And these are all our Player of the Year awards. And actually, Matt Stevens is sponsoring the plaques for all these. Uh, there's five awards, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Lineman of the Year, and Iron Man of the Year. And Matt Stevens will sponsor uh, nice 8 by 10 or so plaques for all of these winners as well. So we'll kick it off. We're going to look at Offensive Player of the Year. And we've sat and we kind of discussed, and there was a group of about – uh, probably three, four guys, but we kind of considered all things, you know, playoff runs, uh, quality of opponents, things like that, stats. And we ended up deciding Colton Cruz from Liberty Center running back. Uh, he had a terrific year, and Tony and AJ said he had a great game as well in the state championship as well. The kid was averaging 10 yards a carry. It's hard to deny someone like that. I believe he also had 30 rushing touchdowns too. So, uh, guys, what were your thoughts on the Offensive Player of the Year and, uh, you know, on either Colton or maybe some other players you had in mind as well? I mean, that – for oh, Go ahead, AJ. Oh, uh, Just the, the stat alone that he averaged 10 yards a carry. I mean, every time you put the ball in the kid's hand, you can count on maybe not necessarily a first down every time, but on average you're, you're getting pretty close to a first down. You know, so he's a go-to guy for sure. Yeah, then the state the state game for sure. I mean, he, he was a workhorse all the way through the tournaments, um, and and throughout the year. But you know, in the year during the year, I'm sure he didn't get as many you know as touches as he probably should have. You know, because they were winning so big. But during the playoffs, he he really was a workhorse down the stretch, in my opinion. And kind of just through Liberty Center, you know, he just picked it up and ran. You know, in a couple of and especially in, even in the state championship game, he broke off a couple of big runs there that that uh, got him moving and broke off the one touchdown run and. Um, and a couple of the big runs that that was big for him. Yep. Um, Colton Cruz, not the biggest guy, you yeah. know, that you'll see, but um, legs never stop turning. Like he's constantly feet just shuffling, 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 trying to trying to uh, keep his uh, balance. And as soon as he sees that hole and he hits it, he, he's gone. So yeah. which what you guys saw down yeah. there. I mean, some of the other guys you talked about, I mean, Houston Miranda. Yeah. Uh, Trenton Barraza, just Jace Kepler, uh, just some guys that, you know, just workhorses for their teams. And unfortunately, they can't all win Offensive Player of the Year. You'd love to, but. I think, too, you, you brought up Trenton Barraza as another candidate for Offensive Player of the Year. I would group Barraza and Cruz in the same category in terms of, you know, their vision and elusiveness. Mm -hmm. We got to see both of them play in primetime games and huge playoff games as well. 
and they just kind of separated themselves from a lot of the other mm -hmm. players we watched this year. And it's just like the f everything kind of slowed down for them when they played. They were able to see things. They were able to let things develop, let their blocks develop, yeah. especially downfield. And they were big-time players for both Columbus Grove and Liberty Center. So it was a pretty hard decision. Uh, all of these were tough. Geez, we sat here for probably about 30 minutes trying to decide on just only the uh, player of the year, coach of the year, et cetera. Uh, but there's a lot of tough ones. So, uh, again, offensive player of the year from NWO Sports is Colton Cruz running back from Liberty Center. The next award we're looking at is Defensive Player of the Year. Again, another tough decision, and I'll tell you right now, this came down to a coin flip, <laughs> Le legitimately, because yeah. we could not decide. And both of these guys played, had phenomenal years. Uh, one was a defensive back, one was a defensive lineman, and those were both Trey Rubenstein and Grant Smith. Grant Smith finished the year with 23 tackles as a sophomore, first-team All-State. No, 23, 23 sacks. 23 sacks. 23 sacks. Yeah, yeah, 23 yeah, sacks. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> And that is incredible. I don't know of anyone else in Northwest Ohio that has posted sacks like that, especially being an underclassman, yeah, too. It's been a long time. It has. And I, I've talked to some other coaches about it, and they're pretty impressed uh, with his performance. And he's got a lot of talent coming up. Trey Rubenstein, on the other hand, he's just a junior. There's a game he had, what, four interceptions? Yep. And I think it was a one half. In, in <laughs> yeah, one half. Yeah. In one half, mind you. And a couple of those, one time he had, I don't remember which game it was. I know he had a picture in the blade of the Toledo Blade newspaper. He was reaching up and he snagged it like yeah. almost Odell Beckham. like. And if you didn't actually read it, the, the caption, you would have thought he caught a touchdown pass. Is oh, yeah. How good a catch it was. It was. It was phenomenal. Oh. Uh, but he showed off his athleticism all year long. And our defensive player of the year, we ended up going with Trey Rubenstein from Napoleon, defensive back. Again, it's hard to deny this kid. He made a huge impact for the Wildcats all season long. You know, when he was on the field, teams went away. Like if he's on defense, they did not throw anywhere near him or vice versa on offense even too. Uh, they did not throw the ball uh, anywhere near him or they, could, they couldn't get the ball to him um, just because they were locking him down throughout the year. So guys, what were your comments on defensive player of the year? I think we pretty much covered it there. I just like you said, it just it was a tough decision. But um, you know, like you said, literally came down to a coin flip. I still got the coin right here. So yeah, we, we <laughs> bounced that around for about ten minutes. Yeah, yeah like just going one. up and down the positive. There really was no negatives for no, any of them. No, and just, it was all just positive comments. And finally, Tony's like, AJ's like, I'm just going to get a, I'm just going to get a coin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's couldn't go wrong either direction we yeah. went and. The one thing about Trey Rubenstein that I really do like is that for defensive player of the year, you don't necessarily have the stats to go off of. It's really about who do you feel was the player that was in the scouting report every week that they just had to make sure they kept an eye on him as far as, you know, the defensive yep. player goes. And Trey Rubenstein was absolutely that guy. Yep. You know, if he's picking the ball off four times and a half, from then on, every team going forward has to make sure they are very careful yep. what play they set up on his side of the field. All right. Well, I think we covered that pretty well. Yep. Next one, we're looking at coach of the year. Again, uh, right off the bat, we knew of some, some names on this list. Uh, we threw out their head coach of Liberty Center, Casey Moeller. Obviously, they had a state title appearance. Uh, again, dominated entire season long. Coach Bill Inselman from Patrick Henry really had a, a lot of adversity this year as a team. You know, Nash Meyer goes down. They've had a lot of their injuries throughout the season. Uh, and 
at the end of the day, they still ended up making to the state semifinals uh, against all odds. And I think they proved a lot of people wrong. They proved us wrong. Yeah. Uh, and we were kind of doubting them out. But uh, you know what? They kept their heads down. They made adjustments and they adapted. Uh, you know, we threw out Coach Eric Becker from Tenora. Uh, again, he had a lot of adversity this year. First year head coach trying to take the reins of a, a quality Tenora program as well. And they ended up, you know, with a playoff berth, a piece of the GMC too. Yep. Uh, so those were kind of three candidates we were looking at. Actually, did Coach Schaefer from Columbus Grove. Coach Schaefer well. from Columbus you know, Grove. You can't deny him. In there too, so. Three consecutive regional finals. Yeah, three, of, three of four. Yeah. Three of four. And I mean, those really four uh, were at the top of our list. And we did some talking. And it's just hard to deny the season that Patrick Henry had. So we ended up going with Coach Bill Enselman from Patrick Henry. Again, they came into this year thinking that they're going to bring back their star quarterback in Nash Meyer, have him throughout the, the entire season. They had state championship hopes with him, and then he got injured. Other guys got injured as well, and it's kind of like everyone was, was doubting him, dropping him off the radars. Yep. But uh, they adapted. They adjusted their play. Lincoln Krieger really stepped up for him as well this season. Had a very nice, did a very nice job. Thomas Smith, other guys stepped up too. Landon Johnson, you know, he didn't necessarily get the touches he wanted during the last half of the season, but he still contributed nicely as well. And and a lot of other guys, Grant Smith, Houston Miranda, the list goes on and on. But uh, Coach Bill Inselman, the dude's a legend. I mean, he's been around for a long time. And one thing I really commend him and his coaching staff for is – you know, their ability to adapt. There's a lot of coaches out there that I've heard or talked to, um, and especially coaches that have been there for a long time. They don't like to change that. You know, some of them get in these, these mindsets where I've done it this X amount of years, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever. If right. it's worked, don't change it. But, uh, you know, Coach Inselman, he's, he's got that insight. He's got that wisdom that, uh, you know, he, he kind of knows when things need to be adjusted. It's same with this year. They want to go back to running a little bit more with the tight end on the ball, things like that. Yep. And they established the run game. You know, <clears throat> Houston Miranda had a great year at running back as well. So um, I'll let you guys talk. I've done enough talking for Coach of the Year. What are your guys' <laughs> no, thoughts? I, you just covered everything. I don't I don't need to add anything to that one. I just love just like you. That's just, you know, Coach Enseman mentioned at the very beginning of the season that they were going to go back to that new offense, back to the old style offense, I guess. And um, and then in the middle of the year, you got to adapt to all the injuries and everything else that happened. Just an excellent job of the whole, whole. I mean, that could really go to the entire coaching staff over there. Yeah, it seemed like almost once Nash went down, next week somebody else went down, and somebody else went down. So it was like a consecutive domino effect, and they just kept getting better every week. <laughs> so when you wind up in the Final Four, and as, as I personally said a couple times, and um, if you ask Coach Inselman, in 2005 state championship or this year, obviously your your high end goal is the state title. But he's probably extremely proud, more proud of this team than possibly his state championship team. Just of what I would say that's a fair statement. Overcome and, and, and guys, who they played this state semifinals? Right, I was going to bring local. that up. You know, that's <laughs> right. very easily yeah. if they match up on the opposite side of that bracket, they could end up with a state championship appearance, like Liberty right. Center had. But they match up against Marion Local, who shut out the entire playoffs, right, and broke several state records in the state game. Yeah, it, exactly. and we showed up to the the Liberty Center game, and Marion Local had played right before that. And we asked a couple of the guys that we knew there that had watched that previous game, and they were all like, "That game was horrible. That was awful. That yeah, was it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. I, I yeah. didn't even need to be here for that. It's like good grief. It was. Yeah. I think it was thirty to nothing at halftime. Yeah, in, a, so. in the state championship game. So if they match up on the other side of the bracket, they may end up with a, a state championship appearance. Yeah, yeah, they did a nice job this year. I'm just, I'm real proud of what PH did, and 
hopefully they can continue it next year. For sure. Uh, let's look at the next award. We're looking at Lyman of the Year. I think this one's a front runner. Uh, I, I don't. We had one name in mind, and I'm sure everyone else did too. I'll just go ahead and say it right now. That's Landon Bachelman from Liberty Center. Kid's been a beast. He he really was a staple of that offense, even defense too. Defensive yeah. line as well. He's a first team All Ohio kid for the second year in a row too. Uh, he's just got a lot of talent. He's got a big body, uh, very humble personality as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just one of those guys that he goes to work every single day. And we we talked too defensively. It's not like his stats popped out, and we talked about that for games too. Mm-hmm. But he was always making plays at the right time when it was needed yep. in crunch time moments and a lot of the reason that he wasn't you know quote unquote like the stat popping out type of player um you know a lot of times he's dealing with double triple teams right. on defense yep. offense they're trying to they're trying to scheme against him but in, in my eyes if you could have that effect on a team where where teams need to change their game plan to adjust for mm-hmm. you I, I think that's that's just incredible yep. so just like aj said you go into that game we got to stop that guy right there. So what are you going to do? You two guys, possibly a third guy, watch that guy right there. Yeah. That's your job. <laughs> you have one job is to keep him out of the backfield. Yeah. And then, you know, and then offensively, they just, you know, they would, when they needed a yard, it seemed like they always went to that side. And, um, you know, there's several, the Liberty Center line altogether. But, you know, you look at the other, the other linemen as well from Columbus Grove, they, they ran the ball well too. And, um, but just Landon Bachman just seemed to be um, in, in the forefront every time you talked about something, defensive line, offensive line, he was always there. So, yep. I think something too, you know, with Landon Bachman, the lineman of the year, I mean, he played both sides and he played both sides very well. So I think Bachman is very deserving of this lineman of the year award from us here at NW Sports. The last award out of the five is the Iron Man of the Year award. And this always goes to a player uh, that maybe has faced some adversity over the years, whether it be injury, uh, just situation they're put in. Like last year, uh, quarterback from Wauseon, Trey Parsons, got the award. And, you know, he was kind of a player that sat behind. He waited his turn for a long time, and he just worked and worked and worked. And, you know, he got the starting job last season, and he's just ran away with it ever since. And he's done a phenomenal job there over at Wauseon playing quarterback. This season... A little bit different. So we had some different injury entries for this and some kids that were dealing with injuries and kind of overcame all odds and different situations. But this year it's going to go to a team. And I think it's very deserving. We talked about this again. It's going to go to Patrick Henry because of everything that they've dealt with, uh, you know, for them to adapt and to make it to the state semifinals against all odds. And I mean, you look at the halfway point, that they were in a good situation. I don't think yeah. everyone on the outside looking in was doubting him. And again, I feel like we just keep going on repeat with the whole Patrick yeah. Henry program. Yeah. I mean, you can't say it enough. It, they just did an excellent job for them to end up in the state semifinals to get out of their region, a tough region too. Mm-hmm. They played a tough game against Macomb. Uh, they had beat some other really good teams in that region as well. That award is going to go to the Patrick Henry football team. Uh, so guys thoughts on the Iron Man of the year. Award. No, we've we've talked it's about it enough. Yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. You know, when you like you said, you look at the last half of the season. They only you know, ran through the first half of the season. Then an injury happens right before they play Liberty Center. That they, I believe the the statement that was made, they got taken out behind the woodshed, um, <laughs> which they did. And um, you know, you look at the last half last half of the season. They played Liberty Center. Then they play Archbold. And then um, you know, the, the two losses that they had the season. But 
all in all, I think they did a fantastic job. All right. Well, that wraps up our awards. Again, we want to thank Bat Stevens Body Shop for uh, sponsoring those awards. We'll get them printed out here now that we've finally decided. So I got to reach out to the companies and we'll get them to all those players or teams here in the near future. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors and we'll be back with the all NWO sports teams. Three Chord is a family owned and operated business who offers the highest quality embroidery, screen printing, sign and promotional items to customers of Northwest Ohio at competitive prices. Locations in Archibald, Napoleon, and Bowling Green. Check them out at threecord.com. That's T-H-R-E-E-C-O-R-D.com. Optimal Performance Fitness is your go-to gym in Northwest Ohio, providing group fitness classes, personal training, and sports performance sessions for area athletes. Located in Napoleon, Ohio, give them a call today at 419-438-7265. BSN Sports is your go-to business for purchasing uniforms, equipment, spirit wear, and anything else your athletic program needs, giving you more time to impact lives on the field. With over 1,200 sales professionals who live, work, and serve in your community, we are always just a short drive or phone call away. Be sure to give your local sales rep and Jim Garris a call for any of your athletic supply needs. For any of your auto body or collision needs, be sure to check out Bat and Stevens Body Shop. Voted the number one body shop in Northwest Ohio by Crescent News Readers. Give them a call today at 419-497-3111 to schedule your free estimate. Check out Tenora Rams Live. Live events broadcast on YouTube and post-game results, articles, schedules, and more can all be found on TenoraRams.com. Feel free to look up their Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages as well. Fairchild Family Chiropractic aims to help families to get better together in the least invasive way possible. Dr. Fairchild focuses on the neck using the Blair Technique and Palmer Package adjusting to correct spinal misalignments. Located in Defiance, Ohio, call Dr. Fairchild today at 419-576-5070 to schedule an appointment. Crystal Vasquez of Amerimade Realty is a top real estate agent in Northwest Ohio. Crystal's compassion and enthusiasm allow her to find that special property or house just for you. Located in Bryan, Ohio, give her a call today at 419-799-1243. Jimena's Basketball Academy strives to create an atmosphere to cultivate basketball fundamentals in Northwest Ohio youth athletes, offering one-on-one sessions, group sessions, speed and agility training, and much more. Located in Pettisville, Ohio, call Coach Jesse today at 419-551-8105. The Drop Zone Pizzeria is the number one voted pizza restaurant in the region. Check them out for pizza, wings, subs, and more. Located in Ayersville and Stryker, or ask them about their traveling food trailer. Northwest Ohio Basketball hosts premier basketball tournaments for boys in grades 3 to 8 in the area. Upcoming tournaments are right around the corner. Give them a call today at 419-283-5296 or check out their website at nwobball.com. The Thunderdome is your local indoor softball and baseball facility offering private lessons, turf infield, batting cages, and pitching machine rentals, even offering a golf simulator. Located in Archbold, Ohio, give them a call today at 419-906-3643. Nicely Rentals and Storage is your go-to venue for graduation parties, birthdays, weddings, and more. Also offering vehicle storage, table and chair rentals, and U-Haul equipment. Located in Ayersville, Ohio. Give them a call today at 419-439-6177. Trueland Equipment and Salesman Lauren Brown are your go-to for John Deere equipment in Archbold, Ohio. Mowers, compact tractors, skid loaders, and more. Your sales expert on commercial turf and CCE sales. Give Lauren a call today at 419-445-1565. We're back on the NWO Sports Podcast, and we're going to go ahead and reveal our first and second teams for the all NWO Sports team. So first, we'll start with first team offense, and we're going to look at quarterback, and we're going with Carson Altimus of Antwerp and Jace Kepler of Bryan, uh, two phenomenal guys. Both were first team in their respective conferences as well. 
Uh, what comments do you guys have for these two great quarterbacks? Oh, I'll speak on Kepler. I'll, I'll let Keith speak on Carson Olmos. Kepler, I mean, threw for over 1,500 yards, ran for over 1,000 yards. I mean, what more can you ask for out of a quarterback, um, especially in high school? I mean, to, to do that, that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, Carson Olmos, one of those games that are named names that uh, kids are going to remember forever. Like this, the younger kids coming up are going to want to beat Carton Ultimus. Set school <laughs> records. Some name's going to be on the, the record book in, in Antwerp and the high school there forever. Um, rushing game wasn't quite what we saw in the past, um, but uh, his his right arm. I mean, he could he could throw <laughs> he could throw it to throw it through the wind. That's for sure, and hit somebody yep. right on the right right in the numbers. All right, we're looking at the next position group here. We're looking at running back. For running back, we have Colton Cruz from Liberty Center, Trenton Barraza from Columbus Grove, and Houston Miranda from Patrick Henry. Guys, uh, thoughts on these fine running backs here? I just speak on all three of them. I know they're all from the NWAL. Uh, all three teams were deep in the playoffs. Um, you know, and it just, to me, when you went and watched these guys play, all three of them were just dominant in the back there. So um, I think it's well-deserved. Yep, couldn't go wrong with these three. We actually left a couple of good names yeah. off this list. Yeah. But uh, at Cruz, Barraza, top of the line, and Miranda's one of those just kept bringing his lunch pail to work every <laughs> single Friday night. Yeah, very well said. Keith, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, with obviously, I've talked about Cruz and Barraza and their vision. We never got a chance to see Miranda play this season. Uh, but, again, he's another great running back and was always a staple for that offense of Patrick Henry as well. Next position group, we're looking at wide receiver and tight end. For first team, we have Tyson Rodriguez from Wauseon, Landon Brewer from Antwerp, Landon Johnson from Patrick Henry, and Trey Rubenstein from Napoleon. So, guys, thoughts here? Yeah, hey, I'll take all four of those guys on my team. That's uh, what, it's going to be like, who, who are you going to throw to when, when you need a fourth and seven here? It's like, boy, which one of these guys they want? Yeah, it's a, it's a, my thing would be the defense. is like, hey, which one of these guys are they going to throw to? Um, but, yeah, I'll take all four of those guys in a, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Next category, we're looking at offensive line. Landon Bockelman from Liberty Center, Seth Navarre from Liberty Center, Mason Siegel from Archbold, Brian Burroughs from Archbold, and Caden Allman from Defiance. Uh, I'll kind of talk on this a little bit uh, since I, I was an offensive line. Go. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, we got we to gotta follow Landon Bockelman and Seth Navarre quite a bit from Liberty Center. These guys dominated the front, and even when they made it deep to the playoffs, and believe me, they got challenged. There oh, yeah. were some, some games deep in the playoffs. They stood toe-to-toe, and things didn't always go their way, but uh, they kind of got back on track. You know, a lot of times it was after halftime. They made some adjustments and uh, really showed, uh, you know, some grit down the stretch, and I really like that a lot out of an offensive lineman. Uh, Mason Siegel, Brian Burroughs, we've got to see them play against Coldwater as well. Yep. Two physical kids on the front. They were really huge contributors on that Archbold offense as well. And then Caden Allman from Defiance, you know, when you get third team all Ohio, um, that's definitely worthy of getting first team for us. So uh, that concludes for first team all NWO sports on offense. We're looking at first team all NWO sports on defense. So we'll kick it off with the linebacker category. Here we have Trenton Cruz from Liberty Center, Grady Gusweiler from Tenora, and Austin Kovar from Wauseon. So guys, thoughts on this group here. Again, uh, you, you can't go wrong with those three guys in, in that defensive uh, backfield. There was linebackers that are just going to – they're going to bring it. Trenton Cruz. Did <laughs> we say 30 tackles for loss? Yeah, 30 tackles for loss. And I tell you what, the the bomb that he delivered to that kid from from uh, Oak, Oak Harbor. Harbor. Oh, oh, my, my gosh. Goodness. He was bringing the wood that night. And I tell you what, he was fun to watch. And he didn't let up either. He just kept night after night. Um, to 
just pounding people. So he was fun to watch. Grady, uh, another great kid. We got to watch him all season. Um, and Austin Kovar, you know, when you're throwing up those kind of stats, I'll take him. You're going to make those kind of tackles. <laughs> Not going to get very far. Yeah, this is one intense linebacking core right yeah. there. I mean, I don't know who's got the highest intensity out of these three. Yeah, all workhorses for sure. And, you know, Trenton Cruz, we got to see him play quite a bit. Man, that kid hits like no other. It was crazy, that hit that I posted uh, when I was videoing on the sidelines and stuff. That went viral. It had like 30,000, 40,000 views on just Facebook. And then, Jeez. like, it, it was crazy. But people love it. They love the physicality. And that's what uh, that's what Liberty Center is all about, is that physical brand of football. And uh, he's all about that. Again, with Gus Weiler, we watched him, and we were able to follow him with Tenora Rams live all season. He just has a motor, and he goes, and he goes, and he goes, and he doesn't stop. And uh, that's what you need from your linebackers. He was a leader on that Tenora football team as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's definitely going to be missed by that program for sure because uh, he, he's he been a staple ever since even being a freshman, getting some playing time and as a sophomore. Always been one of the better linebackers in the Green Meadows Conference since he started. Hey, we're not even we're just speaking linebacker here, Logan, but on special teams. Right. I mean – it was a whole other element yeah. that Grady added every single Friday from a freshman, which we saw during the COVID year. We, we kind of erased that from our memories, but right. when we went down to Lake High School, I think he had two or three blocked punts in that game. Oh, yeah. I think in, in previous as a freshman. seasons, yeah, previous seasons as a freshman or even sophomore, he had like five, six yeah. blocked punts. Yep. Uh, unbelievable. So special teams play. I mean, you can kind of group that into yep. defense, right. too. Yep. Uh, because those are huge plays, and, and they matter just as much as playing on the defensive side of the ball. So... Uh, looking at defensive line for first team, uh, this one's a no-brainer. Landon Bachman, obviously, he was our uh, lineman of the year. Uh, you know, had a great season as well. Grant Smith from Patrick Henry, he was the other guy for uh, consideration for defensive player of the year. When you have 23 sacks, uh, that's just unbelievable as a sophomore. A lot of potential there. Kyle Lathrop from Columbus Grove, he had a huge sack in the Bluffton game in the regional final. Uh, I believe he finished with somewhere north of 16-plus sacks for the season as well. And a stout, stout, stout uh, Columbus Grove defense that was tough all year long. And then Wyatt Ripke from Archbold, uh, you know, a big body, and he played pretty well on the defensive front there too. So thoughts on the defensive line group for first team? I mean, this is, this is great, it's a great honor for these four individuals. And if you – if you're uh, a running back in Northwest Ohio, I'm not sure that you're even getting a yard on this front four. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and you're definitely not getting back through the linebackers. Yeah, so. <laughs> with all that front four and the linebackers that are going to be filling holes, uh, you better be ready to get hit. I can tell you that. It's a, it's a tough group, buddy. And, Tony, you kind of mentioned, too, like when, when you pick these things, you talk about making like an all-star team. I tell you what, it's, it's fun to compare these. Like, you talk about these running backs running against these guys, yes. these offensive linemen. Yeah. Like, I'd love to see this, and, and these guys <laughs> go at it. And I know some of these guys, we did both ways. Some of them can get it for both offense and right. defense. But, uh, you know, it'd be awesome to see this kind of go either in a simulation or live somehow, yeah. some way in an all-star game. And I know yeah. that Perrysburg usually has an all-star game, and that's got a lot of the local teams. Right. But to see these groups of guys here – Ooh, I'd pay some big money to go watch that football game. That would be awesome to see. So that's our defensive line. Uh, defensive back for first team. We have Trey Rubenstein from Napoleon. The dude was a highlight reel all year long. And we talked about that one interception he had. Yep. Uh, it literally was like Odell Beckham. And, and like Keith said, you were, seriously would have thought it was an offensive catch. But no, it was yep. a defensive grab. Uh, four interceptions before half. 
eight on the year, uh, very deserving. He's our defensive player of the year as well. Landon Cruz from Liberty Center uh, is the next one for defensive back. We got to watch him play quite a bit following Liberty Center through the playoffs. He was just a workhorse, uh, providing great coverage uh, throughout the entire playoffs, uh, and as well as his teammate Cam Colley, both finished with a, a good amount of interceptions as well. And then the last defensive back was Tyson Rodriguez from Wauseon. Again, we call him Mr. Showtime because he literally does it all, offense, defense, special teams. Uh, he is uh, definitely one you want on your team. So, guys, thoughts on the defensive back for first team, all NWO sports. Again, there was a great group of kids out there that you could pick from, and um, you know you narrow it down and do your best to pick the best four. And again, you know defensively, if if I'm an offensive guy and got to line up against that defense, um, not real sure what you're going to do because you're probably not going to be able to run the ball, and you know you're going to be throwing the ball against those those four defensive backs. You know, you're really taking your life into your own hands there because <laughs> a lot of interceptions between all those guys. So. Um, you know, just this is a it's a good group of kids. Yep. And then the last part we have the special teams we're looking at for first team, and we did kicker and a punter. For kicker, we had Ian Rosebrock Brook from Liberty Center and punter Max Walker from Liberty Center. Again, uh, Tony brought up the point with uh, Rosebrook when you're kicking eighty something extra points throughout the year. <laughs> that's, just un- that's unbelievable. You <laughs> add in a couple yeah. field goals as well, and uh, you know he had a couple nice field goals throughout the playoff run that kind of helped add to that yep. that padding of their lead or uh, even just trying to compete with some of the teams. And then Max Walker, he did a nice job at punting the ball as well, somewhere I believe in the mid, mid-30s mid yeah. or, or so. About so. Uh, 36, I believe, Max had, 37, yeah. so, something like that. So very nice season yep. from those two. So uh, that concludes our first team, all NWO sports teams. Uh, and then we'll roll through the second team here and – Kind of let you know our thoughts here. So, again, these all were tough. Well, we sat here for oh, probably an hour and a half yeah, picking least. through. <laughs> it was hard. And, again, it's, really it's hard. seriously it's like you have, to what flip, you, think. you have to flip a coin because there's there's a lot of great athletes yeah. in, in Northwest Ohio for football. So, we'll go ahead. We'll kick it off. Quarterback for second team all NW sports offense was Trey Parsons from Wauseon. Uh, a quality season uh, when you finish with the best interception to in touchdown ratio and the NWAL. Obviously, he was our Iron Man of, um, of the Year Award winner from last season. Yep. Uh, but again, another great season from a, a pass-heavy offense in Wauseon. And then the other one we had was Xavier McCord from Holgate. Again, you talk about like Carson Altimus being like a legend mm-hmm. at uh, Antwerp. Similar situation yep. for Xavier McCord. And we threw in eight-man into this because uh, these guys, they put in the effort. They put in the work. They deserve just as much recognition mm-hmm. as, as the 11-man as well. So, uh, guys... Any comments on the quarterbacks for second team all NW sports? No, I mean, again, you know, the, there's other people out there. And uh, I'm going to throw this out there. When you look at all the state things, we don't pick eight quarterbacks, guys. We pick two. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need to, you know, if you're thinking about playing a game, honestly, you, you got your starter and your backup. So if you're going to play, you know, if you put a team against team, you'll have two quarterbacks on each team. We don't pick eight like the state does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, you could, you could pick a lot more, but uh, try to narrow it down to basically four first team, second team. It, that's tough. But, uh, yeah, Xavier McCord is going to be one of those guys, like you said, to kind of be – they're going to remember Xavier McCord nope. at Holgate for a long nope. time. Casey, any comments for you? No, I think you guys hit it all in the head there. All right, next position group for second team on offense is the running back position. Sam Harold from Bryan, Lucas Dominic from Archibald, Torrin Kneven from Ayersville. Uh, you know, another really hard-nosed group, Sam Harold. Geez, there for a time it was like he was averaging 200 yards mm-hmm. a game yeah. there for a stretch. Uh, not only that, he'd contribute in the passing game as well. He'd have a couple of really nice receptions. 
but the dude was a workhorse. Uh, Lucas Dominic from Archbold, again, another kid that was a workhorse for that Archbold team. And he just played his butt off, and he was a staple for um, that uh, the Archbold offense. And then Torn Knieven from Ayersville, again, uh, you know, unfortunately he had his season come a little bit short uh, due to injury too. Um, but, again, he's another one that just – he led the GMC in rushing yards, and he just goes to work every single game. So thoughts on this group here? Very tough group. I mean, Harold. Dominic and can even, and we hope that uh, Torrin can re- re- rebound and have a good uh, senior season coming up. Absolutely. But, uh, the other two, yeah, Harold, just uh, put the ball in his uh, bread basket and had a heck of a year. <laughs> I mean, he really did. And Lucas Dominic the same. Yeah, I mean, could you go? We discussed actually a couple of these for first team as well, but they, they fell on the second team. It's 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 really tough to decide between some of these kids. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at all these guys, most of these guys that we've picked are thousand yard rushers. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, just look at the stats real quick. Lucas Dominic is at nine thirty. Um, you know, it's uh, what, what do you do? <laughs> Torn can even even with the season cut a little bit short was over a thousand yards. So um, when the, the lowest guy on the list is nine hundred thirty two yards rushing. And uh, um, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Let's move on to the next position group, wide receiver slash tight end. Uh, another great group of athletic guys. We have Abe Delano from Ayersville, Chase Miller from Archbold, Jack Hurst from Archbold, and Thomas Smith from Patrick Henry. We talked about, you know, I think Abe Delano, he's kind of banged up from what, what it sounds like. And, uh, again, he's he was a game changer. Not only was he – you, you could group him as an athlete because yeah. they lined him up in the backfield. He did a little bit of everything for that offense, and he was a huge contributor for the Pilots all season long. Chase Miller, uh, another quality wide receiver. Uh, he was one of the top targets for Cade Brenner as well. Jack Hurst, geez, we talk about threats. Like, that kid did it all as well, <laughs> yeah, yep. uh, especially in the special teams yeah. game. And even Miller contributed to that too. And I think at one point in time, Hurst and Miller were like, one of the better combos for uh, return men around the area. Yes. Correct. And then Thomas Smith from Patrick Henry, the run he had come playoff time, yep. just phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. that six foot three frame at one point, I believe the Macomb game, they were just throwing up yep. fades to the end zone. He was catching them over uh, defensive backs, but he really stepped up and he had a great senior season. So guys thoughts on this group here. Uh, again, it's, I can't say it enough when you're, you're narrowing it down to this, you know the the everybody that would play to Northwest Ohio down to you know this few of kids. It's it's hard to do, and you know I know there's some names we've left off, and um, you know it's just it's just hard to pick when you get down to this group. And um, but again, four four great names. Yeah, Delano and Miller carving a copy of each other. Really, I mean, yeah. both identical, same position, run, pass, uh, you name it, and. We, we talked in between break. It's kind of hindsight for Thomas Smith. It's like, what if this kid played four years of football? Like, hey, can't, you can't look back. But he had a one heck of a run and just kind of, you know, scratches your head just a little bit. Like, he gives you, you know, what, what, what if this kid played four years? Right. Especially with, with Nash Meyer last year. <laughs> yeah. Or actually the last two years, two and a half years, really. So, um, but but one heck of a year for Thomas Smith. Just basically came out of nowhere and boom. I agree. The last group we have here for the offensive side on for second team, Kylan Mays, Columbus Grove, Gavin Schwiebert, Patrick Henry, Cyrus Gale, Cyrus Gale, sorry, 
from Antwerp, Titus Rufinock from Archibald, Ethan Cordaway from Ayersville. Again, this was another tough decision. There's a lot of good linemen out there in the area, and these guys kind of stood up um, above the others as well. You know, they're all, you know, they got their accolades from the conference and, and state as well. Uh, but these guys were all huge contributors on their team and, uh, you know, really did a nice job all season long. So uh, we'll look at the second team, all NW Sports on defense. And we're looking at linebacker position first. Uh, Landon Akmudi from Columbus Grove. We got to see Columbus Grove's defense play a little bit. Um, you know, really was a big contributor. Uh, one of the leading tacklers on Columbus Grove as well. He did a nice job at filling in for three really big vacancies on the linebacker core for Columbus Grove. And I believe I heard somewhere too, Coach Schaefer said he didn't know what was going to kind of come about uh you know, with missing those guys, right. and they had some key players that stepped up, and he was definitely one of them this season. Uh, Brady Clark from Ayersville. we got to watch him play against Tenora. Another kid that brings the wood. Yeah. Yes, no oh, kidding. Boy, he, was, he was fun to watch that game. He I was really fun to watch. I this kid for, for 10, 11 games. Yeah, you know, excellent season from Brady. Uh, he's got a very physical style of play. Uh, heavy hands, too. Geez, he, he would really kind of uh, take on those blocks, mm -hmm. and he would shed them as well. Uh, but he was a very physical player. And then Joey Robinson from Defiance had a fine season as well. So any more thoughts on this group here? No. All right. Well, let's roll on. we got a couple other categories, and then we'll wrap things up here. Defensive line, we're looking at Seth Navarre from Liberty Center. Uh, again, I feel like we're on the Liberty Center train, but, man, <laughs> they, they had a lot of great athletes. And I said, too, yeah. a lot of these kids, if they weren't at Liberty Center, and they would be superstars yeah. on any other team that they play in this area. Seth Navarre, it was like a one-two punch with him and Bockelman on the line. Uh, great season. It was always, you know, Bockelman kind of coming from one side and then Navarre coming from the other. And then you throw in the next guy we're going to talk about, Xander Zyder. Uh, <laughs> he would kind of take things up in the middle at times. And, uh, you know, but all three of those guys, geez, they're tough on the on the defensive side yeah. of the ball. Yeah, they were really tough. When you watch, watch them play, that's just, uh, you know, they weren't giving up much. And David Oregon from Archbold, uh, you know, a big body up the middle that really kind of helped to stop the run game for teams. And we saw him play against Tenora at first, and mm -hmm. he rolled out. And I was like, geez, who's this kid? <laughs> I had to look it up on the roster. Right. He, he was a monster for sure. And then Rainer Clemens from Bryan um, also had a great season as well. So uh, last category here, defensive back. We're looking at Lincoln Krieger from Patrick Henry, Chase Miller from Archbold, Zach Reynolds from Columbus Grove, and Garrett Rodenberger from Defiance. I tell you what, this this for second team, geez, I don't know. That's even a good know. first team, honestly. honestly. That, that's like that's that should be a first team too. But um, Krieger, second team All State defensive back, uh, really had a nice year. Uh, Chase Miller again from Archbold, I believe he he had some All State accolades. Uh, Zach Reynolds, geez, kind of a kid that really surprised me. I didn't really know much about him until we went to that <laughs> Bluffton game, that part two, the regional final. Yeah, he's and got he, some hops. He does, geez. I hope he plays basketball sure he because does. he's <laughs> definitely throwing some down. Uh, but, yeah, no, very impressive. He he had a really good game. Uh, Garrett Rodenberger from Defiance. How can you not mention this yeah. kid's name? We saw him uh, week one on Thursday night against Napoleon, mm -hmm. and this kid lays the wood. I said he's one of the most physical players that I've seen yeah. in some time, and, uh, you know, he really brought the physicality all year long. And coming from a you know a defensive back position, uh, he played it really well. And there well. was a couple more hits that, that we saw on YouTube throughout the year. Yeah, just coming through that line from St. Mary's boom, too. Right? Yeah. yeah, he he would just knock the snot out of some kids. To be honest, <laughs> literally, literally. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, any thoughts here, guys? I tell you what, guys, would you 
step back and I probably should wait till we get done with this. But you step back and you look at these two teams, first team, second team. I would take this group of kids and put them against anybody in the state. To be honest, I mean, they're this. This is a group of kids that like to bring like to break the hit sticks, and um, you know, you got great running backs. You got big linemen that like to move people uh, on the offensive side. Receivers that you just throw the ball up and let them go get. I mean, I. I tell you what, this is a great group of athletes that we're talking about here, and, and uh, I tell you what, they'd, they'd be they'd be good for anybody that this, wants to take uh, them to like the next level. Like we want to sim this game, like you take yeah, you take Coach Cooper, uh, Coach Moeller, Coach I, Coach Schaefer. You take them as your <laughs> your four coaches. You take these group of kids with you, and we'll play anybody in the Midwest, and I'll take these guys right here. Oh, 100%. percent. <laughs> All. Um, oh, that'd be great. That's oh. another comment too, Tony. You talked about linemen. Uh, you know, these linemen are big, but they're not slow. And, no. I mean, they've got good feet on them. They're athletic, too. Uh, that's, a, that's a thing with linemen is you want guys that are athletes on the line, no. and these aren't like your stereotypical big, slow linemen that <laughs> yeah. can't move. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These are some dudes that are athletes. And, geez, like for Bockelman, for instance, he, they, they were talking about him being the fastest on the team. I know, obviously, we confirmed with Coach right. Bowler he's yeah, not. not but. But, but still, guys like that, uh, you know, they can move really well. Um, and, and that's what you need from a, a good offensive and defensive line. So, yeah. yeah, these guys, these kids can go out and they can compete with anyone in the state, no doubt in my mind. So uh, we'll finish it up with second team uh, for special teams kicker. We had Jacob Bishop from Tenora and punter Tyson Rodriguez from Wauseon. And Tyson, again, this kid, he did it all. <laughs> Punt the ball, return the ball, catch the ball, you know, maybe run the ball a couple of times. Uh, he did it all, and he did an excellent job. He would too. be honestly like your specialist of the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, specialist. He, I mean, he did it all, and he did a nice job at it too. Everything for, was, for punting the ball, yes, kicking the ball. Yes. You know, he had a handful of field goals, kicking from yep. thirty. You know, approaching forty yards, punting the ball. He punted it at a nice clip. Mid what mid thirties. Catch a catch. Catch a touchdown. Throw a touchdown, return a kick for a touchdown. I mean, no there's nothing that this kid did not do in a senior season. I mean, he covered every single thing you could possibly do, except call a play. Maybe you're going to call the play on offense. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then with Jacob Bishop from Tenora, we followed him year-round. Um, and obviously, he did a nice job. Uh, you know, last year, I think maybe had a little bit better season, had more opportunities for, for, for kicks. For field goals, yes. But, geez, he had a punt for, what, 70 yards, yeah, 70 I think? nine, I believe. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And it just kept on going and going and going. And yeah. he, he had quite a few punts, too, where he pinned them inside the 20, a couple cough and corner kicks. And, and, and kickoffs, most of those, probably 60% plus were, yeah, through the, through the end zone. Yeah. So And, again, you know, when you talk special teams, flipping the field like that is huge. I mean, that's it's the third part of the game. You have mm -hmm. offense, defense and special teams and if you can have a quality special teams player that can make all the difference especially when uh you know offense and defense are pretty evenly matched so um but anyways uh you know all excellent athletes i'll release the honorable mention list later on but uh again this list was tough we sat here for a long time and we just kind of had to start deciding and making some executive decisions yeah. here late tonight so uh, congratulations to all these kids. Uh, like I said, I'll release all this on social media, post it out there. Um, but, you know, this is it's been a fun year. It's been a good year, um, you know, and a lot of good athletes. And I'm glad we got to honor a lot here tonight. So but uh, other than that, guys, that concludes our podcast, the final of 2023. So where are your closing thoughts? Fun year from start to finish from the coaches show in the summer before the season started, covering Sonora through the playoffs. It was a fun time then. Um, probably had even more fun 
in the playoffs following different schools that we don't get to see throughout the year yeah. and meeting all the, the, the coaches, the fans, the kids after the game, uh, just the interaction with, with that. Coming off of the field um, against Liberty Center when they defeated Southview, was that at Finley? That the Finley one was Columbus Grove. Or Columbus Grove. Columbus Grove. Yes, <clears throat> and yeah, that's right. And you almost felt like a celebrity for a second. You know, <laughs> it was it was it was awesome. Yeah. Well, that, and, that game, and then uh, I, think, I don't know. Are you talking about uh, Valley View, Liberty Center, yeah, Valley, Valley View, Valley, Valley View? View. Yes, yeah, we yes. were walking off the field at Valley View, and I, and I think AJ said it on one of the previous podcasts. Everyone's asking, "Are we going to do a podcast next <laughs> yeah. week? Are we going to do one?" And I'm like, ah, "I think so. Well, I don't know." Yeah, but, we're just yeah. here to promote the kids, and we're not promoting ourselves. And it was like. Boy, now I kind of know what like a celebrity feels like for a split second, but 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 yeah, we're just here to to promote the kids. But just the interaction with all the fans and all the social media posts that Logan deals with all all week long, um, both good and bad, both good and bad, mostly yeah. good. Every now and then, there's a couple you gotta deal I, I, with. Uh, I totally expect <laughs> it. Like I can take the criticism. So, but uh, but but yeah, just the road trips that we had this year to and from um, our, our ridiculous setups that we somehow managed. Thanks to AJ getting through most of those. Um, it was probably the most memorable year I've had in quite some time. So thank you guys. And well, AJ had to leave, but, yeah. um, but it was, it was fantastic from start to finish. There definitely really didn't have a dull moment yeah. in the entire time. Yeah, really, I, it's, I mean, it's, it's fun. I mean, I agree with you hundred percent, Keith, the, 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 just to have fun, the car rides, the chatting and the stories. And we mentioned that before, but, um, Reaching out to all the fans and all the coaches, uh, you know, what a, you know, just the, the welcoming that you, you know, gave us that, you know, AJ and I went to the state championship game and right away walked down the sideline, people come up and started saying hi to us, talking to us, um, you know, it's just, just awesome, um, you know, to welcome us in and, you know, and I know, uh, Shelby kind of made a comment one time because I said, I'm like, yeah, I think that's on us. And like yeah. right away she caught me for saying us, you know, like for Liberty Center, you know, because, yeah, I mean, absolutely. We're rooting yeah. for our local teams yeah. the whole yeah. way and, and uh, you know, jumped on the Liberty Center bandwagon for sure. Columbus Grove bandwagon, PH bandwagon. I mean, following them all the way through the tournament was hoping yeah. the best for all of them. And, um, you know, and it, it was a lot of fun to that we had three teams running deep into playoffs. So we got to take some extra trips and those extra games. And I, I tell you what, what a, what a blast. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, from the crazy setups for Logan standing on one leg with his arm <laughs> out in the air and trying to videotape over at Antwerp. And I was at the fan in the stands at that game. And, um, you and know, to, to, you know, being at the games where it's really cold to, yeah. you know, then AJ and I go to the state championship game and it's 58 degrees, I think. <laughs> You know, it's first of December, you think, wow, this is a pretty nice day. You think you're going to be standing on your freezing to death, and uh, you actually didn't really need a coat. But um, just been a, been a great year, and, and I appreciate everything you guys do. And, Logan, for all the for all the hard work you guys do setting this up, like I've told everybody that when I talk to us, I literally just show up and talk most of the time. I, um, AJ does AJ and Keith kind of does the setup. I help plug in some wires. But other than that, it's up to you guys to get everything set up. And, I appreciate everything, and I really do appreciate the fans and the kids that watch and, and support us because, like he said, we're here to support support yep. you guys, not not the other way around. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you guys had a lot of valid points and a lot of great points, too. Um, for me, uh, you know, it's been a blast. You know, a lot of memories have been made this year from Tenor Rams Live uh, to NW Sports. Uh, you know, we've really had a lot of fun. Um, you know, <laughs> we kind of worked through some things, too. Obviously, 
if you guys, if I could put together something of what goes on behind the scenes, <laughs> a blooper reel, a blooper reel of all the issues we ran into. Geez, like the time I I I dropped the SD card in the parking lot. Oh my god! I literally drove back here at, at the body shop and I was looking for my SD card at one in the morning. Couldn't find it. My wife came out the next morning, found it, and I was I went and worked all day, and then I edited the podcast on my way to go salmon fishing. Jeez, think about that, people trying to find an SD card the size of an SD card at one a.m. in a parking lot. It's not. Lit. Yeah, so I was looking with my my iPhone light. Oh my gosh! And then editing it. And then I stayed up till five in the morning. I fell asleep on the riverbank. That's just one me- one memory, uh, you know, from that. Uh, all the other issues that we've had, you know, I, I've, I've appreciated, you know, all the traveling that we've got to do. You got to, I've got to meet a lot of great fans, a lot of great coaches, a lot of great players, a lot of great athletic directors too. A, a lot, lot of great athletic directors. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. I mean, even going to Clay High School when we went to watch Liberty Center play up oh. there, the, they met us and they, you know, talked to us and showed us around some stuff. And um, just athletic directors have treated us fantastic. Yeah, the Liberty Center Live, Tigers Live crew, we yeah. go up and talk to them for a couple minutes before the games and talk to Mark on the sidelines a couple times. I mean, it was. Yeah, that's something too. We have a great time talking to all the yeah, other media right. members. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. you yeah. know it's always nice when everyone gets along yep. great, and yep. uh, you know we always just you know talk about whatever sports or geez, sometimes we get off topic. Yep. Obviously, if you watch the podcast, we know we get off topic <laughs> like too. So, yeah. uh, but no, we've had a great time. Um, you know, from I'm trying to think what else for me. Uh, I just like to say a lot of thank yous too. I'd like to thank you guys. Um, I know obviously AJ had to leave a little bit early, but uh, you know this show wouldn't be what it is without you guys. Um, you know. I appreciate like uh, everything for you guys taking time out of your week to go. Um, you know, we went to all those games as well. Uh, you know, that means a lot. We have a really good time with it too. Um, also like to thank all the coaches and like you said, ADs and fans and players, uh, you know, they're the ones that make this thing go. We just like supporting them. Um, you know, there's been a lot of long weeks. So, you know, I, I probably figured, geez, Obviously, I work a full-time job, yeah, and I right. work a lot of extra hours, too. And I probably – I think I calculated. So there's sometimes I put, like, 15 to 20 hours on average a week mm-hmm. just into, like, the script and everything, all the research. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that goes into this, but, uh, you know, we try to put together a quality presentation, um, you know, and sponsors, too. Mm-hmm. Sponsors that help for, for all this gear for um, – you know, I'll, and I'll list them here in a second. But, uh, you know, that really helps to make things go from equipment to, um, you know, s- some apparel to help represent us. Um, you know, it just helps make the whole experience better and allow us to cover the kids. Um, you know, even like some of the camera equipment that I have, they put out the highlight reels. Like yes. those are, I, I <laughs> oh, like, man, those are great. Those, I enjoy those, doing it. And, you know, uh, you know, the fans and kids like it a lot too. So, um, you know, we'll keep on upgrading stuff like that. Uh, you know, we have those sponsors. So, um, but other than that, I'm just thankful. I'm appreciative, um, you know, of, of everyone out there that helps to make NW sports grow. Cause I, I mean, I started this. Geez, probably two and a half, three years ago. And I would have never imagined it'd be this today. So uh, <laughs> Next year will be bigger, Logan. You're looking to... I was going to say that. Yeah. B- bigger and better. I'm already looking forward to... Obviously, I, I do some of the other sports, but football's our main one. Yep. Um, that, that's always been my, my, my love and my passion, um, especially, you know, promoting the kids in, in Northwest Ohio. Um, but, uh, you know, from here on out, uh, you know, we're in basketball season wrestling. We'll co- I'll cover all them, but I'm already looking towards uh, the, the football coaches show next year. And believe me, <laughs> this thing's going to be a bang. It's going to be bigger and better. I'm already talking to some people, uh, you know, getting some uh, different things set up and it should be an absolute blast. Um, and hopefully we get a, a really big turnout. So, but other than that, uh, I've got nothing else. And I, again, I'd just like to thank these sponsors that helped to make all this go. 
Um, that's three court, our primary sponsor. Can't say enough about Shane. Um, you know, he's been a big driver from, from day one that I started this thing. So three court has been an amazing sponsor, optimal performance, fitness, BSN sports to Jim Garris. You know, they provided all this stuff too. That's awesome. Uh, yep. I've done an excellent job. Uh, bat Stevens body shop, you know, using this facility too. Tenor Rams live Jim and his basketball Academy, Fairchild family chiropractic, NWO basketball, the drop zone pizzeria, crystal Vasquez of a mirror made realty, nicely storage and rentals, the Thunderdome and Truland equipment and Lauren Brown. And I can't say enough about all those sponsors. Um, they've really helped out quite a bit. Um, and again, uh, just stay tuned. Uh, from here, I'll go ahead and we'll release, you know, podcasts, hopefully on a monthly basis of some of the other sports. Uh, but other than that, stay tuned for the next NWO sports podcast in your future. And thanks for watching. See you, everybody.